hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Hello, my Clementine. Hello, my ragtime gal. Hello, my oh, I'm trying. I'm T-O-V-G trying to keep up with his, his yeah. rhythm here, and it's yeah, it's fairly tempo no changing rhythm. all over the place. No, yeah. it, no, it's not. It was a perfect recreation of what the frog sings in Looney Tunes, right? But like, but like, if a, a frog rock band <laughs> tried to cover it with a like monotone speaking voice, like yeah. in the uh, the the song right. about the sweater that I, I don't know. I don't know what a music is. <laughs> this intro is going super hard right now, guys. What's up? Welcome to the TOVG podcast. Yo, hello, uh, hi. We are George, Jimmy, Matt. Jimmy was at E3 this week, so yeah. expect minutes upon minutes of talking about Zelda. Yeah, and a couple other games that I played that I'd like to mention. Uh, let's start with those. Um, well, before we jump into E3 stuff, what like how's your guys' week been? Because oh, E3 is no. just going to take over the whole podcast. Yeah. Well, your as... your week was E3, so um, right. Good, good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I yeah. No, no. Go go ahead. Go I, ahead. I got Battlefield Four because they were on sale for five dollars on Origin, and I have <gasps> friends that have been wanting me to play it. Yeah, Matt, you sounded like you're gasping. Yeah, I, if it's fine, I, I might grab it then. My grab it. I played okay. it a bunch. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I played it mostly on a uh, on console. Yeah, yeah, I really liked um, Bad Company two and three. I don't know why the internet hates three so much. Four, I never really got around to because it seemed a little bit more like more of the same. And also, uh, just a lot of good games came out in the past two years. Never really been driving me to go the plunge but now that it's five dollars just like eh, whatever so i'm you, i've been you, you said so people hate bad company three? Oh no no people hate battlefield three for some reason okay you said bad company three i was like whoa wait a minute i'm pretty what? sure this this came out <laughs> some reason involves things oh, okay. like netcode and just a little yeah. kind of general subtlety of the, of the depths of the gameplay netcode seems fine the frame rate of battlefield 4 is like really really fantastic the whole thing is slick but i think i already i've like sat down and played it twice through two sittings but i think i kind of already am feeling a little bit of the complaints about how how the mechanical depth of the series seems a little more shallow than the high point of of bc2 mm. It's uh, a lot more fast and responsive, which means that the time to kill is kind of slow. It kind of feels like there's less of an opportunity to wrestle your way out of returning fire once you start taking it, which uh, I mean, in BC2, everyone was was a hard target, a little bit harder of a target, but still not so hard that that they felt like bullet sponges. And Mm -hmm. I I think the thing that's really kind of neutering it, though, is how few slots you have to make use of all the diverse equipment that you hit have like the features list is way longer than bc2 i keep comparing it to bc2 because that's the most recent one i played but even though i played bc bf3 a lot back in the olden days i was playing bc2 like two weeks ago and uh (coughs) it's it's just a little tighter and, and more well balanced there's a lot that an individual foot soldier stuck in a bad place can do you can just like throw down an ammo box as an assault class and start tossing unlimited grenades fairly quickly at wherever you want. Whereas in BF4, your uh, reload timers for getting new health and ammo when a teammate lays it down go much, much slower. And you just kind of have to like sit and wait a lot more for invisible meters to fill than in the previous 
one game that that is the high point everyone points back to and i like mm. i like get a little bit i mean i i had fun but i'm wondering how much longer it's gonna last yeah mm. I, i've never really played many of the battlefields aside from 1942 so i mean that's fucking ages ago yeah it's, it's changed drastically mm. yeah it has uh, and, and I, it started I, homogenizing I, after the bc2 days I've kind of liked it less and less and less as I keep playing. I always end up playing a bunch of it, but like kind of like later on when it came down to Battlefield 3 and 4, um, I, I played a bunch, but it always ends up being like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and I just kind of move on. Did you get uh, BF4? Yeah, I got, I yeah, I've, I've oh. played every Battlefield. Um, okay, because me and buddies are going to play it tonight. Yeah, I might jump on. I might jump Yay. on and get some action. Yeah. It's $5. Five dollars. Joel, Joel buy wants that to test for... out his joystick. Oh, oh <laughs> with the oh. the aeroplanes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> besides that, I wrapped up Blood and Wine. I made a mm-hmm. big, long, fancy video about that. G- generally enjoyed myself. How it, long it sucks did it take that, uh, you? Oh God! Oh, like thirty hours. <laughs> Like two and a half weeks, and most of that time was spent doing the side quest stuff, which sucks that uh, when I finished up Hearts and Stone, which had a really good story in the main quest, I wanted to make a video about how good it was. So it was a blood and wine colon main story discussion. And then I I wanted to do another one to like follow myself up with uh, a story discussion about blood and wine, because there are a lot of fun little quest lines in all the Witcher games that are a lot of fun to make a video about but what sucks and what's really unfortunate is that the main quest in blood and wine isn't really the uh the star of the show it's more about the side content that they put in the big 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 ass new region like i can't believe how big the new map they give you for this dlc is ah hmm. uh, it's enormous and there's so much um that there's not just like so much stuff to do but it also seems like it took real work to make new assets fresh from scratch like a completely new art style to this place totally new animations there's a hustling bustling main capital city in the middle of this map that looks about as expensive as the novigrad map in the main game and this Mm. is just like a 20 dollar little throwaway expansion that is like fine for now, but I have the unfortunate feeling that people aren't going to remember it years on down the line because it's DLC when like one of the best games I've ever one of the best stories I've ever played in a game was was the first expansion of Witcher 3 and the second expansion of Witcher 3 just might be one of the best expansions of a video game ever. And I'm so totally not used to that. Like DLC content, it's usually made by the b team it's uh it's for super ultra fans who don't have the same level of expectations and standards that the general audience would it's it's less of a risk for the developer to build it for cheap and sell it for cheap and uh than than making a super big expensive triple a game but the two that they put out for witcher 3 like completely lopsided that dichotomy mm. and that's ooh, it's it's a trip just like experiencing that happen you're like why have no other developers been been making <laughs> thinking of their DLCs as miniature sequels instead of quick and dirty content? Right. Well, I mean, I don't really have much to say on The Witcher, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I want to play it, but you know, the time, the time that did, it takes. Yeah, 
I did watch a bit of Witcher 3 being played uh, when I was hanging out at Alex and Kel's place after E3 Day 2. Alex was going on and on about it at SGC last year. He was loving it. Yeah, he's, I mean, he does that for a lot of games, but yeah, I, <laughs> I can see why why he's taken by The Witcher. It's very, uh, it seems pretty neat and it seemed like all the story stuff was very cool. So if you uh, don't expect to be playing these games, I wouldn't mind it if you actually did watch the video I did about Hearts and Stone, because the story, mm -hmm. the story focused stuff that that expansion does is like so good. I just want more people to know about it. Which is I actually did. I did. Oh, watch that. oh cool. Great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like super cool? <laughs> yeah. Like I ah, oh, they they took an old Polish version of a German tale and and like twisted it around into this really cool story. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, they is in like Poland, the country a hundred right. years ago, twisted the Faust tale into like a cool little story for, for their people. And then the Witcher is like, Hey, there's this cool part of Polish culture. No one else in the world knows about. Let's make a modern interpretation of this thing. And then, sell it to the rest of the world like that's the line that it, it feels like the witcher is almost less about making a cool video game for like uh, uh western teenagers to know about than it does feel more like a cultural artifact sometimes yeah that's, and that's pretty cool with that expansion they totally embrace that aspect of uh of the ip and i was i was having a blast i was having like as much if not more fun just researching the story than i was mm -hmm. actually playing through it and unfortunately that didn't happen as well with blood and wine even though i still had a damn good time playing the game and it is a much 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 more substantial purchase mm -hmm. so i mean either way you win yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if i if i had time to play anything but like overwatch i would probably invest in witcher it's, witcher 3 it's cool you don't have to make excuses because when it comes time to talk about your week that's going to be the rest of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to just interrupt your your witcher talk yeah I, I i didn't do much but finish a lot of work finally finished metal mm, gear solid metal 4, gear 4. Mm -hmm. yeah finally after a long time and which you seem really really scared about putting out a negative review of mgs4 but you might end up learning that MGS4 really is not like as sacred ground as the other ones you've done. Well, it's funny you mention that, like other than the obvious, like the dislikes of uh, people coming in and getting mad. But like the, some of the comments that liked MGS4 were very civil. When I was like, you know what? That, that's fine. If you still mm -hmm. like it, like I, I, I don't want to. There's nothing to argue about. You know, like I don't care if you like a bad game, you know, like not to say that. You know, it's a well, it's a bad game. Let's just say it's a bad game. Um, the gameplay is fine, but you know, the story is is All pretty like bad. Two hours of that. Yeah, I like bad games, and that's fine. You know, if there's certain, I would love to sit down and ask them, like, so you're okay with some of those other weird things? Like, you're you're okay with that? Because I know most of the internet loves sex. So, like, I like oh, me. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, whatever. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I was, no one talks about it. Okay. No one mm -hmm. talks about it. When you watch every review, no one talks about how, how weird it gets. To weird be fair, it. we have talked about the jerk off room 
No, like, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to okay. talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the review and the reaction that I got. So that's it. That's it. That's all I did, really. I played some Destiny, um, and that's pretty much it. My friend dragged me to that. And prepping for the new expansion or uh yeah he he loves destiny so when he's, we're chilling together he's just like yeah let's play destiny dude i'm getting it on ps4 now um so i'm gonna start over a character and i'm like oh, okay and then you know you hit that wall where you have to grind and grind and grind i was like no no i don't know if i want to do this anymore man <laughs> i don't know if i want to do this anymore but yeah that's 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 been my week other than e3 which I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Well, I, b- before E3, I do want to like mention that that your MGS4 review actually brings to light some interesting things I had not considered. One of which is the level design of um, Act Four. Mm. So it, the the atmosphere. I, I'm trying to say Act Four so as to not spoil where this thing actually takes place because it's a big deal. It's the one that is a heavy nostalgic throwback. Do yeah. you know? Do you know? Okay. Yeah. It, it seems like it builds up to be a uh, interesting sandbox kind of of level design, like in the first three, well, two acts really. Act three can go jump in the river. Act four, <laughs> on the other hand, like you had footage of you shooting hordes of enemies in tunnels, yeah. and then like memories of Act four's actual sneaking segments were coming back to me, and how. How, like, even that seems like a big chunk of wasted potential where where there's a lot you, more tunnels in MGS4 than there are three. Yeah, like, if you happen to get caught by the dwarf geckos, mm-hmm. they spawn tons in of mass. them. You, you break that. out the fully automatic guns for the first and only time in MGS4. That's not, you get so, there are so many guns in that game. And they so have, many. like, no practical purpose. It, it, it's, 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 I don't, I want to know why he made it. I there really like do. four different kinds of rocket launchers that all just shoot rockets at the one boss that requires rockets. <sighs> or you so could just confusing. shoot the boss with regular guns and do just as well, but... It's weird. It's really weird, man. You and, you can you could spend twenty hours talking about how 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 much of a jump it goes from three to four. Like it it's out of this world what he did. And it's and a little baffling that the first two acts of MGS four actually have pretty neat levels. Yes, yes, and, and, it's and I good. think that's it's because fun. they're built like MGS three levels, like they're outdoor mini sandboxes, and then the rest of them are tunnels and. Act three has you like following a guy in secret, which <laughs> is really frustrating. And he that whistles can so you can river. so you can hear him, hear him where he's at. But it's it's yeah. like a really limiting experience. I like the idea of it. Like it seems like it's calling back on on noir detective style stealth sneaking, but in practice, it's a very very limiting experience when you can't move until the guy you're following moves. And you can't even keep him out of your sights or else the whole thing goes foobar. Then you start shooting soldiers through tunnels if if you do. Yeah, it, it, it's it's cool because the area looks great. You know, like there's it's a so lot of brown, great though. areas. And it's so then, brown. It's just nothing to, like there's nothing to do around there. Like you could get like a couple of secret chaff grenades in that section. But like mm. that's pretty much it. Like the, it's Another, just a dead city. 
really important observation I think you made that I don't, I have not seen in anyone else's material is how Otacon pushes up his glasses even when he's not wearing glasses. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like, I was like, I the hope same that's animations. on purpose. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think it was. Looking at the rest of the game, you just don't think it's it's on. Um, Jimmy, if you don't understand, Otacon wears glasses, right? And, I mean, I assumed as much. <laughs> right. Yeah, he wears glasses. And then Naomi tells him to take it off because he looks cute with it off. Right. And uh-huh. then he says in the beginning of this conversation, um, Snake asks him, oh, oh, why don't you have your glasses? And he's like, oh, you know, Naomi likes it, you know, because it's cute or whatever like that. And then he goes to proceed to push up his mm-hmm. freaking forehead. Like there's glasses there twice. They, they don't change his idol animations when <laughs> when one of his <laughs> idol animations is fiddling with his glasses. You just wonder what's going, like what is going on? There's so much more, but it would just, I'll just have a long behind video. Like it's just weird, just weird. And I, <laughs> It's it's like oh, I you know all these guys who who like Kojima is just like oh he's he, this is what he's trying to do he's trying to go overboard he's he's trying to be edgy I'm like I don't know man <laughs> I don't know man I, a bad game is a bad game bro that's when the George Lucas syndrome starts where where his editors and his copywriters and his localization staff just decides they don't no longer want to impede <laughs> Kojima's creative vision. I mean, when he was off, when he like when he was off his leash, and he created like a, well, I guess he wasn't off the leash yet, but uh, he created PT, something he was passionate about, and it was good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, this next game with the you know the crying fetus, uh, with right. Norman Reedus, will be will <laughs> be uh, great. And the crying fetus. <laughs> yes, there's so many. The one you I, said before the podcast was pretty good too. <laughs> Norman Reedus and the funky fetus. So what sent yeah. me that on Twitter? <laughs> The funky fetus. The funky fetus. Uh, yeah. So, so we've talked about our stuff for about ten minutes yeah. each. Yeah. And and Jimmy, you were actually at E3. Yep, I was there at was, the place. Uh, was was the whole crew there? Uh, a good good amount of people were there. Um, got to meet up with a bunch of friends. Uh, that like that part was all all good and fun. Always is nice seeing people. Uh, professionals and such but um <clears throat> i got to play quite a few games well not quite a few i play about five okay six games start with the lesser known and then we'll do zelda okay yeah we'll save zelda for last because that's that's gonna go for a while. right so <laughs> um I played Cuphead, the yeah, most recent version okay. of Cuphead. I was really hoping you would say Cuphead too, because be, now we'll know. Did they? Uh, what, what kind of levels? What kind of levels did they have demoing? Uh, they they pretty much. Well, I didn't get to play too much. I got to play like uh, two levels and a boss fight, um, and it's it's kind of has this like this like uh, Mario three kind of like overworld or oh. Super Mario World overworld. Ooh. Um, but you like walk around in it, like you, it's not like on set paths. You can just kind of ram, like ramble around like, and walk. Is, is it like a hub level rather than a map screen? No, because it's not in like the same engine as like the the gameplay. It's just like it's like a, definitely an overworld. Okay. Um, but you just kind of have like a free walk that you go around. However, um, so essentially, uh, the Cuphead levels are very, they're like what you would expect from something like um a mixture of like mainly Mega Man 
and a bit more platformy, I think. And then uh, like like Mega Man X with some like Mario esque platforming stuff in it, and like a tiny bit of like every other platformer. They like pulled together a lot of elements to make like the platforming bits. So like uh, Cuphead has like an air dash now, and um, has like a, a power shield like Sonic Three power shield move where you tap jump again in the air and like it, you do a little spin and it like destroys certain types of otherwise undestroyable um like if, enemies. if he has an air dash that means they're probably going to be platformers that will require it yeah yeah i'm it's i don't know i had a lot of fun with it it was very like it essentially i was talking with a friend uh that he had also played it that day um the way that we we kind of agreed that like it is maybe a I don't know, like six out of ten game purely on gameplay. Like it's a good polished platformer, but like nothing super surprising. But as far as like visuals and audio go, both of them being like I'd say ten out of ten, uh, it makes it such a better experience because it's like I'm playing a pretty good platformer, but it looks and sounds amazing. So I'm like I would consider that good i think yeah it's a good which thing. is like kind of what you need like i'm wondering when you said it's a six out of ten platformer i was like actually thinking what is it about shovel knight that that puts it above that bar because i mean that has like really good level design and, and combat design but it's also nothing new but at the same time even though it looks old it does just have really solid production values yeah in terms of uh music and even visuals to some extent like the, the animation on a lot of bosses and Shovel Knight is, is pretty good. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's what is going to be Cuphead's biggest draw and its biggest, uh, I, I guess, redeeming factor. Like, the gameplay isn't bad by any means. It's just nothing about it is is super surprising. Mm-hmm. It has some cool little tidbits, but it's not like... It's nothing I've never seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was fun. I got to play the... the it's hard. It's a fucking hard game. Uh which I, I suppose is unsurprising based on like the games that they are you know, not emulating, but the, the games that they pulled inspiration from. It's uh, very difficult. Lots of like lots of deaths. Uh, I was playing co-op with a friend and we died a lot. Oh, very quickly. I'm looking at IGN footage now. And yeah, I do see this overworld map screen you're talking about. It looks good. It looks it very does good. not That's look the like they threw this overworld map together for the demo. No. Well, uh, that that overworld existed in some capacity last year as well, but um, it just had bosses on it. So it was oh, just like a big a line of bosses. <laughs> yeah, and the shop guy is like a pig yeah. and he's... Yeah, it's great. It's great. That game has a lot of like heart in it, I guess, is what it is... That's going to be like its draw. Um, well, the, the fact that there's a shop screen also means something substantial because then... Yeah. Like you just have more stuff to do between bosses now. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of purchasable upgrades, like a spread shot and stuff. Um, so, th- so there's going to be some kind of light resource management element. Yeah, I don't know. So, Cuphead was pretty good. Um, definitely worth a watch. Probably just going to buy it on launch at this point. Like, it's great. It, it's looking great. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, that was day one. Or no, no, that was day two. But uh, I also played uh, Sea of Thieves. They had a playable demo of Sea of Thieves. Uh, is that um, the Rareware? <laughs> yeah. Or, the, or is uh, that the different one? Um, that's the Rare 
pirate game where what, it's like all multiplayer to your pirate game series uh indefinite hiatus because oh. i want to I, I have plans for it and i need funding for a show that i want to do like that okay uh, so i will it, it's still in the wings but um i have plans and i want to like put money into so it, anyways, make it a really cool what is sea of anyway. thieves have you played guns of icarus i have watched lots of videos of it but i have not yes I did okay. play the old UT2K4 mod that it was based on. Well, think Guns of Icarus, uh, but instead of steampunk airships, oh. you're in traditional ships. Yeah, that sounds neato, actually. The, the good thing is that there was a lot of stuff that they said they had to take out of the build so that the demo could like move along quickly. Because we, we got like 15, 20 minutes with it, but like... They, they were like, okay, things that you're not going to be able to experience in the demo that are in, that are in the full game. Uh, sword fighting and boarding other people's ships and like like anchoring at places and finding treasure on islands and stuff. So it's like, like you could like straight fall off the ship and swim around and then board the other person's ship and stuff. Like, uh, Is it open world? Because... I don't really know the bat like the I thought it was open world co-op because I don't want another Guns I of Icarus. So. No, it's not it's not like fights, matches or anything. Like the game is meant to be like I'm saying the gameplay, mm. like how you work the ship yeah. and everything is very Guns of Icarus. Yeah. Which which sounds like a very appropriate comparison cuz I can picture exactly how it works now. And and I can't believe no one's done that idea before. Yeah, well, I mean, is is multiplayer <sighs> scramble around a ship battle? Like people have been trying. I know there's a game called Naval Action or something that just came out recently. Um, there's there's a Star there Trek are, Star Star Trek game coming as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as a straight up pirate one, I don't think anybody's done like co op at this level. But uh, so there's five of us in the ship and. They they said they like removed manual reloading of the cannons just for the sake of the demo being more interesting, like being more more smooth and quick. So I guess you're gonna like need going a friend for. to give you a big ball and yeah, well because they wanted to be like in your pole. They didn't want people to walk away from the demo saying I shot the cannon one time <laughs> and then like I didn't know what to do from there because I'm sure there's a learning curve to like like going over and grabbing cannonballs, putting it in, probably doing all this stuff. Um, but we got to, like, board up holes in the ship that people shot through. Um, Which also looks really interesting. You can see the definitive point where the water's leaking in and patch it over. Yeah. Drank some grog. What, what do you cool. do about water flooding the lower levels of your ship? Uh, well, we were just too good and never got shot. <laughs> so you get good. There we go. Yeah. Um... Honestly, I I know we sunk um, some other ships, or uh, we uh, contributed to the sinking because it was three ships per demo. So uh, we were all in like a three way fight at some point, and one of them sunk. But I don't know how you get water out. I know you can board up the holes, but I don't know how you like remove water from your ship. Uh, it seems cool. I I don't know if I would upgrade to Windows Ten. To to play this oh, game no, oh no i didn't hear no. about this news oh yeah i mean that was the entire microsoft conference since you remember everything was I didn't xbox watch one and windows year. 10 exclusive i opted out and played the witcher instead and think i had more fun 
I mean, probably. I want. I just wanted to keep up with all the new stuff, so I kept. I watched all the conferences. Yeah. How was the Ubisoft conference this year? Because that's like better, the big better. one that. Uh, <laughs> were there any of those moments? Uh, okay. The 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 Aisha Taylor pitching dank <laughs> memes moments. All right. So you want the the biggest moment was not her fault. The biggest moment she was put in the worst possible situation, and whoever made this decision was a fucking idiot. Okay. So. I'm sure we are all aware of the Orlando shooting yeah. over the past few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the conferences did, you know, said their piece at the start, you know, our hearts go out to the victims. I thought that's a, that's a good thing. Like, good on you. I like that. Uh, unfortunately, Ubisoft did it in the most... It, okay, do you guys know the term tonal whiplash? No. Kind of. Tonal whiplash is, is pretty much self-explanatory. It's when the tone shifts so quickly that you get you get whiplash from the fact that like and that happens at e3 all the time that happens at e3 all the time when they're like dark and gritty game and then they just go straight into like it's peggle 2 but like this they started the ubisoft conference cold opens into uh like a 15 person just dance queen number Mm-hmm. And like people are wearing like giraffe suits and clown makeup, and it's oh that it's was to for don't that? stop me now. Yeah, it was to I don't stop the first, me now. First minutes of it, holy crap! And so they go all they're all dancing and shit, and it's crazy. And then they like bunch up and they like oh, separate wow. apart. And Aisha Taylor's there, and it just stops the music dead. Like it was, it didn't stop at the end of the song. It was so awkward how the the dance number ended. And then everyone cheered, and then she walked forward, and she was like, hey, you just have a conference at E3. Everyone cheered. And then she was like, but first, we need to take a moment. And it was like, you cannot preface your, like, in-memoriam bit by, like, dancing giraffes and rock music. Like, that doesn't... By the way, people have actually died shortly before the show. And they didn't take any of the dancers off the stage. The dancers just stood there behind her. So it was this fucking, like, just super juxtaposed thing. And I think that good good for them for talking about it. But please, like, take into consideration what is happening before and after the thing that you're talking about. I'm just saying. Oh, no. It was very weird. Um, other than that, I think that she did a much better job than she usually does. They they kind of took my advice, and they only had, like, the banter when, like, most of her stuff was just, like, on her own jokes, not talking to anybody, so she could actually make them funny. Well, I'm um, wondering what happened last year that caused that infamous moment that has soured my mood forever. Yeah. Because they just, like, cut to her in the audience... Like, I, I think she was hoping that that guy might provide more comedy than than was ended up being yeah. provided or or what bit they had planned for that chunk of time in the first place, if that was the case. Yeah, um, overall, there's their presentation was better. Um, I think it's generally agreed upon and I, I definitely back this up that Sony the Sony conference oh, was like right. the showstopper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What did I miss? Fucking everything. They just showed gameplay yeah. back to back to back to back to back. Kind of what it was, Nintendo directed last year. Yeah. Like the Sony conference had four times in the entire like hour and a half 
where people were on stage talking. Yeah. And one of those times was uh, the dude coming out to say, we're very proud to bring on stage Hideo Kojima. And then Kojima coming out and saying, hi, everybody, I'm back. <laughs> and then that's it. And then he walked off stage and they played his trailer. And that was all it. Like, that was all the talking. They didn't talk about fucking anything. And, and it was good. Guy, that random so guy in the, in the crowd saying, the realest. <laughs> like, what was the, I don't there's weird shout outs throughout the whole the whole conference. Well, um, but yeah, they like like all the Sony stuff was like announcement trailers or gameplay or both. And there was no downtime. It, they just kept it rolling like, all right, sick trailer. You like that shit? Here's a fucking another one for you. You like that trailer? Here's another one. What was and it was with the, just the like symphony. Rad. Oh, yeah. They just had a, a symphony was playing <laughs> yeah. live music to all their they're in between stuff they opened with the symphony just like playing god of war and like then just announced god of war and it was rad it was Um, real good it was real good oh it looks like they're gonna be doing something interesting with god of war and not just uh not like oh it's a you're with a kid this is like god of war with uh with last of us but together I think I, like when you see the XP bar, it looks like they're they're doing something different with the kid. Like maybe something I, is going to happen. I think that Bad. they pretty much hinted that uh, this is not a sequel or anything. This is like it's, a it's straight reboot. Yeah, it's yeah. a reboot. Yeah, because all the stuff that all the imagery and stuff in there was Norse. Yeah, which is not I how really God of War hope was. They based. don't call it God of War and it, nothing else. Is God, God of War. War. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is there no subtitle or number? No. No. Great. Great. I mean, my opinion, those games sucked anyway, so. But I think I've seen screenshots of it, and I mean, I didn't know it was God of War because they don't look like God of War screenshots at all. Mm. Instead, they still looked like something I'm not really that interested in, which is the, (laughs) like, Naughty Dog spinoff third-person point-and-click with a gun adventure, except it's a bow and arrow. I mean, it was very hack and slashy, wasn't it? I didn't see that chunk yet. Well, watch the gameplay thing that they put up, or that they did, because they just, like, announced it, and then they went straight into gameplay. Okay, first, though, I want to play the Resident Evil 7 demo, because, like, that's wacky. Like, announcing a game the same day they put out a public demo for it is is something I, I can totally get behind. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like that's a good idea that somebody's done before. PT. Well, but I, I don't know. That's that was like a weird, even weirder. Yeah, but they I didn't mean, announce Silent Hills. Um, that that was one of the weirder announcements for Resi Seven because nobody knew what it was at the start. Because they said, um, the intro thing says before Kitchen, which which was that VR demo, that horror VR demo, um, from last year. And so people were like, oh, like full game, full kitchen game or something like that. Wait, the kitchen was Capcom? (laughs) uh, I guess so. Huh. Also, um, should we uh, should we step out now before before getting into the real big ones? Um, Trying to think if I played anything else. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll talk about one more thing before we cut to break and we'll come back to Zelda. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 demo sucked. Really? Badly. 
really bad. Oh, Worse than the no. one they put Dude, out on the PlayStation it, Network. It looked bad I, though. Like it was I didn't clipping. Play platinum. Dude. There was clipping. There was so much. It looked bad. I was like, like when you see the giant, when you see, you remember when you uh you see the guy hit the giant's hand and it yeah. broke up. It looked so gross. Like there was no impact. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. yeah. And it so, clipped through the ground. <laughs> so uh so sad my my like disclaimer my opinion of the demo might be slightly affected by the fact that the either the headphones were way too fucking loud or just the game's audio mixing was awful i am going to say probably a little bit of both because i actually had to like take my headphones half off when i was playing because it was hurting like actually like like wincing from pain from yeah. the sound uh but the demo that i played apparently there's a couple different 15 demos i played the one where you fight titan who's the big stone dude uh or i think his name is titan but it's so you it starts and it's like go this way and i walked along a path and i fought some enemies and the combat felt like it had no flow it felt like i just hit attack a bunch of times and then got hit. And I was trying to use this like this like dash thing, which is not the like warp thing, but it's a different dash. But it had no like it I just didn't feel like anything worked together. It just seemed like a bunch of like here's like throwaway moves from other characters in other video games, but they didn't have any like cohesion. And also they didn't explain how to use any of it, which if your game has complex systems, that's when you need to start explaining. Like, if it's a platformer, yeah, I'm going to know that hitting a couple buttons will eventually get me to jump. But, like, in, like, a combat game, like an action RPG, like, I need to know what my character does, and maybe I didn't. It's, it's just because that's, like, a demo of some early mid-game content after the tutorials. But, like, that's... It seems like that should be more focused on teaching me... Make, like letting me understand what my character does if it's a demo so that I know that I'm playing it right. Um, <sighs> either way, after I figured that out and fought the guys, I I can say that I don't like how the combat feels. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, it ain't. I was a little afraid from yeah. that after playing the, um, the Dream demo. whatever. What was yeah. it called? Platinum Demo. Platinum Demo. What a, It's a weird name. Because you yeah. just kind of pressed buttons and combat happened. And if you tried to be a little more actively involved the animations were so slow to respond that you couldn't really get what you wanted done yeah yeah that, that's what the i dodge felt button. as well Ugh. very unresponsive like, like i was expecting the kind of like slashing around that you'd get from like dmc or uh you know a, a ninja guide in black or something like not exactly like flying around and everything but i want my character to feel like they're swinging and hitting stuff and I could dodge out of it. This felt uh, more like they took the ideas that was like, Oh, dark souls did this right. Where you have to like, you commit to your swings and be patient, but like it doesn't work in the setting. I don't know. It just felt slow and bad. I'm looking uh, at what looks like a cutout segment of the Microsoft show. And even here on stage, it looks like the guy's having trouble struggling with the animation systems. Yeah, like, like all then, that clipping Matt's talking about, it's it's evident. Yeah, yeah, the real the real shit problems of this demo was 
I mean, the, this was happening the whole time, but when when I got to Titan, it really, really was apparent how unoptimized the game is. Uh, literally ducking into single number frames per second. Um, single Board digit. platform. I mean, uh, PS4. Dang. And yeah, I, I was like, it looked like shit. It sounded like shit. And then the like Titan fight was like a QT fest, which were like, whatever, that's fine. I no like no big deal. But when it gets through this one QTE part and it goes into this sort of like, now his hands are going to be smashed to the ground and all your teammates are here, uh, wave warp to his hands and attack them. The camera was just like, also, I am I am the real boss. And like the camera would just start <laughs> fucking flipping the fuck out. Like he'd hit me with his hand and the camera would just like clip into his model. And I'd just be like looking out through the behind textures and shit. That's and I'm like, like a quote from a game review, like circa 1996, like before Z targeting <laughs> became standardized. Yeah. Like, the camera I, is uh, the real boss. It's it's it was bad. It was really it, bad. That, it was the only game that I did not complete the demo. I paused it and I exited out and I walked away. Oh, I just like, that I, kills me because I, I, I want to look forward to FF15. I, yeah, this is the one I was excited for. Yes, yes. It, it's sad because they've been working on it for so long. And when I saw that demo, I was like, oh, no. If they've been working yeah. on this for so long, they come on. This has to be decent. The, the demo, right? You would think so. I mean, I don't know their, their, the development process. But then now you're telling me this, and then I saw that trailer on Microsoft Microsoft's press conference. I was like, "Oh no, yeah, oh no." That's so like you look at the trailer and it looks unbelievable, and then you see, you know, the Microsoft trailer and then the demo, and you're like, "Oh, it doesn't look so good." Is are they gonna pull a, a Ubisoft? I hope not. Yeah, it's not looking too. Hopeful. Release it for PC. Well, that's that's okay though, because the next game that we're going to talk about is the star of the show that I think exceeded everyone's expectations. Mm. Wait, wait, you're talking about Zelda exceeding the legend of the bush. Anybody? That's my favorite system of the down song. 
It's not System of a Down. <laughs> that was, that's always what it would say on Kazaa, though, yeah. back in 2002. Kazaa. Yeah. Because the guy, the guy has, has like a vaguely Armenian-sounding voice, so like <laughs> it's just System of a Down by default. LimeWire. Oh, You're yeah. telling me that's not Real a System player. of a Down song? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah, <laughs> Zelda stole the show. I think I don't know. It like pulled way higher uh, numbers than than all the other games. Yeah, absolutely. They showed stole so the show. much of that game. I thought I played it already. Well, their yeah. original plan for E3 was to was just nothing. show Zelda, and I think yeah. the the reaction to that was like, "How the hell are they going to make Zelda last the whole three days?" And now, yeah. like, it's actually happened, and they did yeah. it, and everyone's okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Which is funny. So so disclaimer, I just kind of watched the original reveal trailer, which I don't think was as flattering as actual gameplay, even though it had great music and like some cool looking mechanics going on. It seems like to really understand like how far, far back to the basics they're going, you kind of have to see how how it actually plays. Like like there's I Jimmy, I did you did you actually get hands on with it? Mm-hmm. I did. <sighs> okay, tell us about it. Um, so the game, or all right, so the demo you get two fifteen minute sessions back to back with it. You wow. get one that's like like it just plops you down next to some like some items, and the person, the like Nintendo attendant person, is like. All right, now you can go pick those up and you can like put those things into the cooking pot and you can make yourself soup and you can do this, this and this. And they just kind of like, this is how Link controls. This is um, on a Wii U, by the way? Yes, okay. it's on Wii, on Wii U. Um, and so it just kind of like starts you and, you and you go. And then the second demo starts with a little bit of story. So like it gets you like the intro to the game, essentially. Yeah, at least I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's... It's futury yeah. and it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's like Chronos, uh, actually. Yeah, you you legit like just wake up out of a like a like time chamber, yeah, out of like a cryostasis, like. So just, it's, just I don't know, it's wake cool. up and go on an adventure. Pretty much, you well, you wake up and there's like, and you could pick between a boy and a girl. No, you can't, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so. It's the thing that I found interesting was so you have this little like iPad device, right? The the Sheikah Slate, I think it's called, or Sheik Slate. Um, Is it your gamepad? Well, no, actually, you don't really do almost anything with the gamepad. Oh, uh, I was hoping inventory that, management was that. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't really do anything with the gamepad. I'm sure there are things, oh, okay. but I, again, I only played for half an hour, and most of the time I was trying to kill Bokoblins, yeah, which was fun. You're too excited, um, but like. From what I can derive from the like midway point of items that you have, I think that the Sheikah Slate is your dungeon items. Like your, it has like a bomb in it. It has like a magnet thing in it, and I'm sure there's going to be other things. I think it's just in general like like the dungeon stuff because they're not mapped to any buttons. They're not like equipment. Um. Because all of the other buttons are mapped to different things you can control Link with, which I think is pretty rad. Um, so, and then also the the like bombs that I was using were just on cooldown, like no, yeah, no like set amount of them, right. which is good. 
I think that was one of the best parts of the Link Between Worlds was get rid of the stupid inventory management of like like do you have enough these? Do you have enough those? And, and like that's the thing. When I was watching it, I was like. I, I saw that this is the first time doing their little open world stuff, and I I I seen the inventory management as a problem actually because you, they they plopping you with so many items, and yeah. for some reason they you couldn't like you had to go inside your inventory, drop stuff just to pick stuff that's on the floor. Like yeah. one time where you killed the the skeleton, you want to pick up the skeleton and beat the skeleton with its own hand, right? But she <laughs> yeah. had to she had to go into the inventory, drop something, and I'm I'm a little worried about that. I'm a little worried about that. Hopefully you'll be able to spend some rupees and get some, get some extra bag space. And now just to, you know, defeat that. But like, did you run into that where you're 15 minutes? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I did fill up on, uh, on weapons on like sticks to use because I was picking up all of them. So I had like four Boca Bling clubs, two tree branches, um, and a sword and a wood cutting axe. Mm. Uh, so like I was just like oh I'll just get rid of the Pokemon clubs not a big deal. Um, the the ability to like switch weapons and stuff on the fly, I couldn't get used to it in that short time. But I see what they were going for, and it's like it is intuitive. I'm sure like it, it's an intuitive thing that like will take you a little bit of practice. But you basically use the D pad to like if I wanted to do like weapons like those sticks and and clubs. I would hit right on the D-pad and it freezes the game mm. and it shows a mini menu. And then I just tap the the triggers or flick the right stick left and right to go over the one that I want to use. And then when I unfreeze the game, I have that one out now. And I think if there's like a system later where it's like, oh, these are armored style folks and they, they only take damage from like hammers and shit. But like once their armor's off, they take more damage from swords I think that'd be cool to be like, oh, switch the hammer, knock the thing off, switch the sword, attack them. Like, I think there's potential for it to be really well implemented. Um, so I have a big question. Sure. Is there a always on companion that that gives you advice all the time? Or if you <laughs> press a button? Hey, well, listen. the Sheikah Slate does tell you some things, but... It didn't tell me anything other than like the the intro was like you've been asleep for a hundred years blah blah uh like, here's some boxes with your clothes in them and then like after that I got outside and it didn't really say anything until I got to a, a tower thing that you're supposed to activate um, and then it was like activate this tower but other than that it didn't really like no it wasn't it wasn't like a navi or a right after or, you woke up. And slash or fairly sooner or later in the demo, did you find a big populated town full of alive, friendly people? No, they removed those from the demo. Okay, oh, well, that's man. interesting because the big thing with this trailer is that it looks like there's no one out there. Right. It looks bare, I, like Shadow of Colossus bear. And that worried me a bit. Like Zelda they, 1 apocalyptic Hyrule type setup going on, which I would be... Yeah. That, yeah. Is, uh, that is actually what I'm hearing is the premise here. Could be, that I, I, that's so weird because they're going back far. And also I've, I've seen screenshots with like Dark Souls item descriptions telling the story. And this whole concept of it being far, far more open and less gated than earlier games and not having and like 
constant presence of a friendly companion guiding you on. Like it seems like they're <laughs> really easy mode Dark Souls. No, no, like they're taking the most radical suggestions for how to reinvent Zelda in a post Dark Souls world and actually yeah. going through with it, which is cool. Yeah, they uh I I've been I've heard talk that if at the start of the game of of Breath of the Wild you oh, could the name. theoretically Breath of could, the Wild. <laughs> it sounds rad, yeah. But you could theoretically fight the final boss without having gone through any of the story points. Uh, you'll probably one lose because you don't have the right equipment. I mean, you'll you'll probably lose because you have Baldur's the, Gate. The fight will be a grind because you know you get all the different weapons have different stats on them. So like, oh, that's another thing. Zelda I, games don't usually have stats. Yeah, yeah, like I was using Bokobling clubs because they're common because you just kill any dude and have them, and like. Those were doing all right for me, but then I lured out this like leader Bokoblin and I killed him with a bomb. And then I took his sword, which was like a fourteen instead of a four, and so I was just like shredding people. Um, How often do they break? The clubs broke often, but I think like the sword lasted me for the rest of the demo. Like I'm pretty hope. sure most most of the items last for a while. It's just like the low stuff, like sticks. Did, like break very easily did they talk about crafting or reforging that same sword to make it last longer um i didn't hear anything okay, about it yeah um th- i didn't keep up with like almost any of the treehouse stuff though because i was, <laughs> it got boring. Th- was there it got real boring well, i mean i was just i was at the yeah show, you're at so yeah, like that's better experience than what we were having um um I, I just get worried about like certain stuff. It looks like like, oh it's their first time doing open world and they're gonna have like little issues here and there but the game looks great the game looks great, which is which is good, but it, it worries <laughs> yeah. me that I'm gonna have it. And I'm gonna like, no, these are things that have been fixed for so long. Why do you have this in the game? Yeah, like if we're if we're real talk, that's probably gonna happen because it's Nintendo. Yeah, um, and they they are not up with most trends. However, I think as far as the Zelda game goes, this is going to be an interesting entry. I the the map that was present in the demo was big, and they have. S- Use this number like a million times, but they said it's one percent of the map, of the actual game map. Oh, I've heard that term before. So I mean, like <laughs> it is easy and also reasonable to be skeptical about them turning Zelda into like another Skyrim without guns. Yeah, Skyrim without guns game where where you have light stealth and survival crafting elements. But I feel confident that Nintendo has always been and still is just good enough at mechanics mm-hmm. for that to be okay. And it also matches up better with Zelda than a lot of other franchises. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I, it makes sense in a, like, this is a parallel to Zelda one th- way. And also the mechanics that like, that I was able to do as link just like controlling him not to not to speak anything of his items just him was like miles ahead of previous zeldas and it was like interesting and fun like i could you know climb up a wall run jump do a flip and come down with an attack pick up that dude's weapon turn and throw it at another dude like there's so many like i don't know it's it feels more i don't know it feels good it just felt good that's what i wanted to to play the demo for was like 
I think it looked good, but I need to feel, feel it. it yeah. And I felt it and it felt good. I hear it's, comparisons with MGS5 and MGS5 is a stealth survival sandbox game that feels really good. It has like sublime controls and animation. And if, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's definitely something I noticed. Like you can uh, I saw somebody using the Sheik Slate or Sheikah Slate. I'm going to look up that name, but they were using it to like mark a, a target from far away like they zeroed in on him and it like showed his health bar up here and an icon above his head and then they like stealthed over to him and killed him so very very much so like sliding with uh, the shield is pretty good too oh my gosh i for, i completely forgot to do that when i was playing the demo and i oh, remembered no. afterwards and People i was like have no posted slow motion gifs of how precise the hitboxes in this game are yeah they are so precise that's um, good it's <sighs> I am hopeful after this demo and the fact that we have another year before it comes out makes me excited that they're going to make it a fully fleshed out game. And I don't know it. It's yeah, I, I is I'm excited because we, we we're getting an open world Zelda that looks looks a little bit like Dark Souls. Looks a lot like Dark Souls. We got Pokemon with no grid and they don't like chibi characters anymore. Like, it seems like Nintendo is doing some stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, the, the only thing is that I, I, I just hope the Wii U doesn't bring down Zelda. I, I just, I just hope, I just hope it doesn't bring down Zelda. Yeah. yeah how did, oh, that's what I want to ask you. Mm. How was the graphics? Because I, you know, online there's compression and all that. I, I want to yeah. know, were you looking in front of the TV? The trailer looked a little, yeah, yeah graphic wise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's not the prettiest game. Um I think it's pretty. Right. I don't I don't think it's just the regular Nintendo uh, pretty. Well all their games look yeah. pretty. It's just not, you know. It's, it's a victim of the the graphical fidelity of the okay. Well, I think one thing um, that's also unfortunate about the trailer I watched is that they had to have sweeping shots across the landscapes and from that angle high up in the air you see a little more LOD uh muddiness than you would in person when the camera's a little low. The, mm. the tall grass would yeah. obscure the lack of tall grass in the distance better than these shots they needed for the trailers that kind of right. show everything at their worst. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing is like it didn't look bad. It's just like there was this, that thing where like like that sort of hard pixelated edge on models mm-hmm. that you see in a lot of Nintendo. Um, Ooh, that's resolution. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. There's, there's a it's couple like, poppins I saw on the stream as well, but I mean that could be I think, fixed, I guess. I think that it's better that they go this route than something like Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, a little like slightly more realistic approach because I think this art style oh. lends to the game a lot more than it, it than looks the so good. It, the art style yeah. looks so good, and I, I just want to see it perfect, exactly how they want to show it, you know. And hopefully, the NX version is you know clean just just cleaner mm-hmm. that's all like that's all i care about it's just cleaner i don't i don't need graphics but you know sometimes it's well, for a nintendo like, game you're you're excited for actually like clean games you like, know like the concept of it like zelda telling a story in a dark souls way yeah with, uh emergent sandbox fun playground in an mgs5 way with with like a sense of control an emergent gameplay that that's digging from MGS five. Like those are influences yeah. coming from one likely place, but the other like completely unlikely 
that mm. I think is what really weird fans have been asking for. And, and Nintendo is like, okay, we'll listen to you guys this time and see how it turns out. Yeah. I know you only had like 30 minutes, but mm-hmm. how many of those little small little shrines or what you want to call it, the, the little dungeons did you go through? Like, did they, they are they repeats? Uh, are they copy and paste? Like, I didn't go through any. Uh, um, okay. Okay. I, I wish I could have played the demo like six times, to be honest, because like, I I heard of so of basically what the staff there do when no one's playing those demos is play the demos because like that's what I've been hearing was like all the staff that man those booths like before they open and whatever they're just like playing the demo and playing the demo and playing the demo and all the staff are like I like can't believe you just like found that thing like I've I've done that like 10 times and I haven't seen that happen and like there's a lot of like depth to it that I didn't get to experience on a single playthrough, but that was all I got. So, um, uh, so yeah, uh, other games, we got to sweep through them quick. Um, you did not get to play battlefield one, right? No, uh, I, I had my triple a lines and I chose sea of thieves. Uh, Matt, do you care about battlefield one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to grab it. Pretty okay. Sure. Cause I, I, after seeing actual gameplay footage of how it plays, like I think I made a reversal on this one. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. there's a lot of. It looks pretty mad, doesn't it? Fu- <laughs> Since you see it, you see the gameplay the, it's, after it's the hour. After. The arsenal, like, like I, I was hoping that for World War One they would uh, go for a radically different approach to how the combat would play out, and it seems like they've done what they can to stretch world war two and afterwards weapons into this scenario when uh i i was hoping for a game more about sniping and line of fire machine gun dominance like a kind yeah. of situation where having a machine gun or flanking a machine gun would make you feel immensely powerful like it mm. doesn't really have to be any kind of um super hyper realistic miserable trench warfare simulator so much as maybe taking the ideas of how a propagandistic fantasy of world war one combat worked and then turn into a fun video game. And it seems like what they've done is, is tried to make more of a world war two video game, but with world war one equipment, like mm. I, I looked like an idiot on Twitter when I, when I locked, watched this footage and was asking why is an SM, a Sten SMG in a world war one game. And no, as it turns out, there was the first SMG deployed in combat was made by the Germans during the last like nine months of World War One, and that's yeah. just going to be one of one of your most common guns used in this game. And you uh, you c- you can use the giant thirty pound machine guns that that were such a big deal, but you can sprint with them and fire them from the hip, and they just kind of stand in for your regular assault rifle and a regular first person shooter. And I mean, I don't doubt that it might be a good battlefield game, but what I was more interested in was how they were going to make a good world war one game and it seems mm-hmm. like they the they cowered out a bit it, it, it i mean we only seen one map right like to, to be honest yeah. we only seen one map the trailers show the game in such a good light i mean those trailers are good and then when yeah. you see i watched the hour gameplay and after the first match i was like oh it's it looks like Battlefront. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It just the, looks... the UI and font choices are Battlefront. The the lady, there's like this really calm lady who sounds like she's watching everything from an NSA spy room covered with monitors, being like, "The enemy has captured Point Alpha," and it's just it's mm-hmm. so out of character for for what I thought they'd be depicting. But 
Yeah, yeah they didn't go hard, yeah. huh? They I was hoping they, they'd take more of a creative risk with how how World I, War One combat works. I really, I always go back to like World at War. Like that was that was a good Call of Duty game, and it's I, I was hoping to see some 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 cooler areas and stuff when it, they just kind of showed a regular battlefield map, you know, and it that 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 was a little depressing, you know. But I mean, I, mean, I it, like it Battlefield. Looks, so I'll probably get it, it, it get looks it on like deal. like an idyllic European early 1900s village I, I think it like looks fine but in the trailers there are also like lines of horses charging yes. through the desert which shouldn't work with the kind of rules of combat they've established unless the horses turn out to be tanks <laughs> unless the horses can like take eight bullets then how or if the horses are like unrealistically fast it's just like now they're gonna have to take liberties Mm. And and I feel like what they could have done is looked at how the gunplay works in, in Red Dead Redemption or Verdun or the sniper heavy World War II games like Red Orchestra and mm. uh, figured out how to make the game more about sniping than sprinting around and spraying and praying. Because that's kind of how every first person shooter game nowadays works anyway. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did you guys happen to catch uh, uh, in the the battlefield one like multiplayer thing that they did uh snoop dog just totally like <laughs> yep. smoking a blunt yeah yep. It's, yep. It's just randomly oh dude i was rolling the jamie fox cringe <laughs> and oh my gosh i that that is ridiculous because he's snoop dog he snoops pot everywhere every time you see him yeah. he smokes it everywhere and no one says anything it's so weird it's so weird that he's above the law. Like Maybe he's yeah. he's hoping for a better future where where anyone can smoke pot anywhere and no one will get in anyways. Yeah. 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 Um let's see. Uh, Matt, else. did you play the RE7 demo? Are, oh no, I, I have okay. not. I've downloaded I, it. I've been wanting to play it for the past two days, but I ended up getting distracted by lots of other games. Trailer looked really cool. It, yeah t- t- total ripoff of pt i'm so fine with that good yeah. and allison um, the one that was supposed to be ripping off pt got canceled oh, that got canceled yeah. so what's interesting mm-hmm. about the re7 demo is that nowadays i think they know that they're in a bad spot they they sold a lot of copies of re6 but it got shit reviews and ended up making a lot more money on a much more profitable project. RE Remake HD broke their digital sales records. So they're like, oh, maybe people want this more slower game now. There's not a single, like, stupid roundhouse-kicking zombie cop in the trailer. It's uh, kind of a black-and-white Seven-style montage of creepy things in a messy house. And I, I'm all about that. It's, it's going to be weird if they do try to go back to a much more slower, uh, style of game, how they're going to try to make that work within the RE world. Like you can have these really down to earth visuals of what a messy hoarders decaying abandoned apartment would look like, but it's still going to have to exist in a world where Wesker's T virus, like mutated dogs and tigers to become the perfect fighting machine. <laughs> it's yeah. just cause, cause the, the trailer is totally reminiscent of silent Hill, but the, the content of the storyline of the resident evil universe is so far away from that place. Yeah. that The justification will be hilarious. Even if it turns out to be a pretty good game. 
Yeah, I heard from people that that played the demo say that uh, that there there is definitely like a Resident Evil one liner in there that's like that makes you go like, oh, it's definitely Resident Evil. But like, <laughs> other than that, it's it's much more. It's it's not RE six. Um, I'm. I cannot wait to know what it actually plays like because the demo is first person and I, yeah. I'm pretty damn sure that they're not going to make a first person RE7. You, you sure it's VR? Yeah, it's R- VR. RE7 is going to be completely in VR. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's, it'll be VR like how Lucky's Tale is in VR. Ooh, I don't know if I, they're going to do that. Yeah, I highly but doubt I it. I would also be really surprised if they actually make a first person RE7 game after a jillion third person character driven re games like deadly aim is a rail shooter and i think that's the only first person one anyways yeah no, that would surprise me because i i want to know if they're gonna try doing fixed spooky camera angles now or if they're gonna have an over the shoulder re4 plus style mm-hmm. or if they just like do do first person that would be weird but I want fixed yeah. camera angles. Anyways, that's just me. Anyway. That's just me. Uh, Norman Reedus in the Funky Fetus. Yeah, oh. that Kojima has a game. That is the Kojima game, and I, I think there are some quotes suggesting this might not be the AAA action game for AAA action game fans that he was talking about earlier. It's a little hard to tell if this is the big one or if this is something weird because the some weird offshoot because the trailer looked awfully weird. I was not expecting after, <laughs> after like previous reveals about space Roman centaurians and then the AAA action game for action game fans. You know, that doesn't really paint a picture of Norman Reedus and the funky fetus crying on the beach with like a, a Mogwai mean, music video. I'm I was under the impression that we all thought this was. The, uh, the step from <laughs> Silent Hills. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought that this uh, Death Stranding is just going to be... PT? Silent Knots, you know? Yeah. But also, the trailer wasn't super dark and spooky. Like, it's hard to tell if this is going to be a horror game when it was I a mean, brightly lit sure beach. Dead, well, dead fish monsters. And... The dead fi- there were just dead regular fish. Fish monsters, dude. And yeah, like what about the, the C-section the, like, he obviously had with whales? the baby? <laughs> what about like the the like inky black hands that like? Because he was step in the away. mud on a beach. And the five gods. Are you looking at this? That's definitely like oil or something. Yeah, yeah no, I know what you're talking about, but you know, Silent Hill. Like in my mind, I picture dirty apartments. In, in the middle of the well, night. Okay, it's obviously not going to be Silent Hill, but right, right. this is what my impression of, of Death Stranding is, is that they had Reedus on for Silent Hills, and then after it tanked and now Kojima's free, they're like, yeah. we should actually like make that thing we're going to yeah. make. And so I think the the general like speculation is that this is going to be like based on like what's in the trailer, um, it's gonna be a game about like an evil corporation that <laughs> Norman Reedus might be working for, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is definitely totally about Konami. Um, How are you getting it, it, that? It, yo, yo, this this totally works with the theory that uh, Norman is actually Kojima, and the baby was because 
was Metal PT. Gear. Metal Gear was oh his God. baby, and then you see the Five Gods. The Five Gods is all five Metal Gear Solid games. Oh snap! Illuminati. We're done. See? But he hated yeah. making Metal Gear Solid games and always wanted to make something else, like That's... Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. So the the name Death Stranding comes from. Let me look up the actual. Sorry, my. I mean, either way, like he's clearly making good on that Norman Reedus connection. So, so Um, I'll give you that much. But here it is, Katishan or Satishan or Katishan Stranding, which is (laughs) the the uh, basically phenomenon phenomenon of sea creatures beaching and dying. Uh, Oh, okay. So, I don't know. It's based on the fact that like there's like clearly like oil on his hands like a metaphor for like blood on your hands but it's oil there's sea creatures dead everywhere it's like the the theme is maybe like it's implying like evil corporation like that is like i don't know killing the environment let me fucking talk and you'll hear about it (laughs) it's implying that like i don't know i've i've heard a lot of theories on this and the one that i Led lends most credence to it, in my opinion, is that like the uh, analogy going on within the trailer is that the dead creatures around him are his fault, i.e., the blood on his hands and oil and killing sea creatures sounds like a corporation, like a big oil company, stuff like that. And there's been other stuff that it's, I mean, everyone's wildly speculating. Five dudes in the sky, I don't fucking know, but um. <laughs> I would like if that was true and this ends up being like a horror game on like an oil rig or something and it's like PT but I I don't know know what to guess and I like that I don't know what to guess yeah it's pretty telling of who Kojima is that he can make a trailer that's literally dead fish Norman Reedus's ass and a fetus <laughs> and people are like I'm so excited I like yeah. that he made something pretty that does not spoil what it actually plays like yeah yeah because yeah. if this turns out to be uh his triple a edgy action game for action game fans this sure as hell doesn't look like it. If it turns out to be a like cinematic telltale David Cage type experience, it looks a little bit more like that, but people weren't really expecting that out of Kojima's new project anyway. Yeah. Uh so let's see, what else? Um Were you expecting? Segway. I don't know what I was expecting, but I- Hey, I oh, was, I was gonna say yeah, I, when you heard the announcement, when you heard the music, and you heard the Budapuka, when you heard that, did you think remastered <laughs> or did you think game, new game? Well, well, keep in mind I was not watching the conference. I oh. I was going on to Reddit, saw a link, Death Stranding, Kojima's new game, clicked, and that already knew what it was from that mm. experience. Oh, yeah. Well, when he came on stairs, you you heard the music, dun 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 dun, and then. Everyone was like, what? what, what, what? The crowd was going nuts. Wait, they played then, Metal Gear-esque music? No, no, no. They were playing the, the Crash Bandicoot music and stuff like oh, that. Okay. And and people were going nuts. And then all of a sudden he was oh. like, oh, it's the remastered. And people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, was, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be a new game. But, I mean, that's cool, too. Wait, it yeah. was a new game. It was Death Stranding. 
No, no, we're talking about fucking Crash oh, Bandicoot. Oh, you are? Oh, sorry. We segways. I, <laughs> I know, he, yeah, he even said the word segway. Everyone. Yeah, sorry. I was it's just... Fine, uh, fine. I, I still here. had my other tab up with the, the Norman Reedus and the, the Ocean's Fetus trailer. Oily Fetus. Said, the oily fetus. And you got Kojima yeah, from that. The music goes... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, no, Crash um, Bandicoot 1, 2 is warped. Crash 3... I think so. so. Yeah, the first three Crash Bandicoot games are being remastered from the ground up for PS4, which sounds neato. Yeah. 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 So they're making good on all that that rampant speculation and hinting that they've been doing with the T-shirt and the Naughty Dog uh, uh, crash level in Uncharted Four. That's yeah. All of your your baseless guessing was good Our for something for once. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the thing that they did with the shadow and the guy was walking out. It was pretty cute. So like, I'm like kind of okay. I didn't watch these conferences though because because they, they revealed another Quake game. It's called Quake Champions, I think. Mm, and then I yeah. I was wondering if there was gameplay about it because there was a six minute um Tim Willett's interview that that I saw and I was like, is there something of substantialness here? I can I can see when all I've seen is a slow motion pre rendered little movie of bald space marines shooting each other in slow motion and 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 electric haired waifu also don't forget but didn't she just like get blasted three seconds in so but she's electric haired she, waifu no so she's fine champion she's fine i i youtube search for quake champions and six of the ten top results around ish that number were trailer reactions yeah. there's just like a desk full of people like losing their minds that they're announcing another quake game and quake really was never like top of the charts triple a ip it, i don't know I, and and there was a one at one point when people were having their face melted off screaming their lungs out over how a new quake game was announced someone in in the same group said they have a really nice stage <laughs> i just kind of wanted to jump out the window and and that's why i'm okay not watching e3 shows i think you're really cynical and hate fun everyone yeah. else enjoying themselves makes me sad <laughs> i mean e3 like i don't know i don't know if you necessarily missed anything like it, it it's it i think so i missed a really nice stage that that plays videos while people walk across it <laughs> I I think E three is fun, you know. Sit around, maybe maybe even laugh at at the cringy moments. Like I don't know, when you're sitting down with a couple friends or whatever, it's fun. I don't know, that's where I that think of E three, and I I the, go back and watch all the cringy compilation. E three parties moments. get really awkward when it turns out that the press shows are more boring than everyone thinks they are. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I had um, a good time. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you know what actually was. The most boring was the fucking PC gaming conference. It, was it any better oh, day this nine? year? It was not better. Because last year, that that and the Squaresoft show were the low points. Oh, yeah. Square Squares last year was fucking abysmal. The translator but... was like, he suddenly dozed off in the middle of, yeah. of his job and then woke up and said, shit, and then the next trailer begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was amazing. But, but um, the PC, PC gaming this year uh, was they, okay. Everything that Sony did right about pacing their conference, PC gaming did wrong. Um, they showed like, like 
And now we're going to show the trailer for this game. <laughs> trailer shows. Brings out a guy to sit on the couch of this like talk show stage that they have set up for mm. it. And Day9 talks with that guy for like 15 minutes. Everyone's bored. Yeah, 15 and now we're going to show a trailer for this game. Yeah, they went on for so long about every fucking game. And it's like, nobody gives a shit about Mountain Blade 2. I'm sorry. Like, not enough to listen to the developer talk for like 15 minutes. Like, it saddens me. We do want to see your trailer and say something cool about it and get yeah, leave I, so we can I, I see like more things. I like the format of the PC gaming show. Like, how it feels like it's supposed to be more unscripted. Like, you have a, a pseudo journalistic host asking questions to the presenter rather than the presenter reading everything from a script it it feels like there should be a little more honesty in that exchange but the time management is bonkers Mm, yeah yeah in theory it's a good idea in execution it's not um fucking the only thing that they had in the pc gaming show that all of us didn't tune the fuck out to was uh a game called overland and they showed a they they gave that game 50 seconds of time total (laughs) but you got was a trailer and it was for banner lord immediately after that they brought some guy on to talk about a game we don't care about and it was like just what was overland overland is like take firewatch's aesthetic and then turn that into a tactical rpg oh and there's like dogs and wolves and like lumberjack dudes and it was like, like, like real life I know Pokemon. nothing about the game. I know nothing about the game because they didn't tell us anything. It, it looked really cool, though. It kind of looks like um, like Hitman Go a little bit. But this really? is like more tactical. Like there's not just there's squares everywhere. You can kind of walk around. Yeah, it's pretty Did cool. Did they show Serious Sam VR during the PC gaming show? Uh, that I forgot what show they sh- showed it during. But yeah, I think it was PC gaming. Because that looks... Like, Serious Sam VR, the idea sparks interest in me. I saw the trailer and you are a turret. And like, that's going to kill it. Ah, if developers can't figure out how to not be turrets in your VR first person shooters, then why play a VR first person shooter if you're just a turret? Um, Yeah, I've seen that in uh, some of the PlayStation VR ones as well. Like, you can kind of see that it's on rails. Uh, Which is it, ridiculous because we were playing Dread Out. Or whatever dread halls, and it was just fine. Moving yeah. with the stick. Yeah, I I think it's fine. It's a, it, as long as you do like the the forty degree angle turns. Like I've I've it works. Mm-hmm. It works. I I mean for a shooter though, you want to be able to move around properly, and it and gets people serious, sick. It gets people sick. Sam is a game about moving fast and circle strafing around fast moving bad guys, and having that in VR sounds like a good vomity fun time. But uh, it's not when you see work trailers, you're though. just a turret. But but what about me? Um, <laughs> you're uh, the, that, VR audience is already small. <laughs> the um, the reception of Serious Sam VR has sparked controversy not because you stand in place and be a turret, but rather because it has dug up revelations about just how hard Oculus is chasing after pushing for vr exclusivity oh yeah yeah so in a reddit thread when they revealed the game one of the developers says um oculus tried to buy serious sam vr as well it wasn't easy but we turned down a shit ton of money as we believe that truly good games will sell by themselves and make profit in the long run regardless dot 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 that shit ton of money though dot 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 (laughs) Uh, okay um 
they came out and said uh, that they were offering timed exclusives, not exclusives to the store. They is Oculus. 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 Okay. I don't know who said it in you know in Oculus. I'm pretty sure it's Facebook. You know, and now they're run by them. But like, it's that's what they said. I yeah. don't know if I necessarily believe it because it seems like they they they're they're gunning for that exclusivity. They're gunning yeah. for that. Oh, Oculus winning the, the VR motive race. Is there. Yeah. So um, you know. Yeah. On the other side of the fence, Valve is uh, supposedly offering developers extra money to not be exclusive. Oh, <laughs> like just kind nice. of like oh my gosh, the going PR in the move. opposite direction of the whole concept of platform exclusivity in the first place. Uh, I consider this story a rumor, though, because the source is a Reddit user who posted a screenshotted email with Gabe Newell. And as far as I can tell, no other journalistic outlets, including ourselves, that have uh, republished this information have verified with Valve that Gabe Newell actually said this. But the quotes from the screenshotted email supposedly with Gabe Newell has him saying, we are in a much better position to absorb financial risk than a new VR developer. So we are happy to offset that by giving developer development funds. However, there are no strings attached to those funds. They can develop for the Rift or PSVR or whatever the developer thinks are the right targets for their VR systems. I hope that by yeah, I hope that by providing that funding, developers will be less likely to take on deals that require them to be exclusive. That's right. And the thing is, because um, I'm 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 definitely not saying Oculus, but P- PSVR is doing the same damn thing is with exclusivity. They're not actively going out. Well, I'm pretty sure they're actively it's, going it's out. It's more forgivable but like, when they have a console to sell. Right, right. So so now it's forgivable because it's a PlayStation? I mean, because it's, it's be been like going to be attached because, to the yeah. PS. I'm just mumbling and stumbling my way through through not fully understanding why I want to be defensive of this concept. Right, right. I... I <sighs> It it all this stuff coming out make makes me like vomit with exclusivity stuff. Like yeah. it's they're in such a bad place right now uh, with VR. And again, like I, I think I've said this already. Like there's so many other headsets out there. Razer just released theirs on E3 2016. And they also stressed that it was open source. So open source. And no VR, compatibility, even if they wanted. Steam or no exclusivity. I mean, yeah, Steam VR has a free plugin. You know, for the Unity, you know, and on the asset store, like they're they're open as possible while Oculus is being closed. And a lot of people are very they're focusing on this conversation, which is not really helping the, the whole thing. But it, it it's sad. What 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 can I say? We we're going to see later on. I really don't think they're going to be able to pull off to be the the Monopoly VR. I, I just highly doubt that. But uh, they're definitely trying, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, ho- hopefully, hopefully they're not actually doing this um, because I I know you know some developers tend oh, to be a are. little be be a little be a little biased. I mean, this is how a lot of these early projects are getting off the ground in the first place. Like the reason why Lucky's Tale and um oh god, what was the name of that horror one with the ice? Um, that is Edge of Nowhere. Edge of Nowhere, Lucky's Tale. Three VR games, including Edge of Nowhere. And and Kronos are like three big Oculus exclusives whose developers have stressed that uh, they would have not been able to finish the projects on time were 
and not for the extra funds for Oculus exclusivity. And people want games to play. So it's one of those things where they kind of have to pick their like, okay, do you want like, of course, they're going to want people to buy their, 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 their VR headset. Of course, of course, like, Mm -hmm. duh. You know, timed exclusives, I think that's okay in a business standpoint, but by going to developers while they, you know, they have money or whatever and and going to do that. No, I think that's wrong. But again, there's too much focus on this garbage Um, and people don't really see the whole picture that uh, we need games out there. We We don't need crappy indie games that you see popping up on the Steam store right now. We need actually good games, you know. And the only way to do that is money. Money makes the yeah. world go round. And you know what we can now realize now, now that uh, E3 is is over and wrapped up, is that I don't really think there were any system seller VR games announced. You know, nope. they were uh, hyping up the VR version of Battlefront for the PSVR months ago, and we, as far as I know, didn't see any of that. W- what about Doom and Fallout 4, though? They're getting VR versions. Oh, and yeah, that's player. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were playable. So, I don't so know how maybe good we that did, is, though. But we, we didn't see the killer apps, the, the yeah, exclusives. Yeah. Brand that new. Only yeah. work in VR. Yeah, brand, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, maybe we, we should soon, because I think they're aiming for a holiday release for PSVR this year. Yeah, they're October 13th for yeah, PSVR. I wish I would have gotten some time with that. Yeah. So, All right, we'll so there we go. Yeah. Uh, that's that's E3, the E3 TOVG Spectacular. Yeah. I gotta go play <laughs> Battlefield 4 on my EA Origin Access fun account now. By the way, Titanfall 2 looks good. Oh, oh yeah. It looks like Titanfall 1, which is good. With, with, with the with the uh, single player, um, <laughs> which they really robot. stress, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. a single player guy. I like how real he was when he walked up there. He's like, "We now have single player." You know, we fixed these issues. Like, it, it, it was natural. And I I quite liked it actually. It like tickled me yeah. to see a developer. That's that's why I always like the indie, the cute indie developers that go and it's like, "Oh, I have this game. I can't wait to show you." Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, for they had one of those this year as well. Oh yeah, which one was that um, one? Uh, for Ubisoft again. Um, it was uh, Fee. It Fee? Was, Fee? Uh, Fee. It looked. It doesn't look too good, but you know it's cool. It, it looks. It looks I mean, all right. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know what else I wish we would have seen a bit more of is uh, the guys who did Limbo have another game coming out, and they literally just showed just us two like two seconds of it. Yeah, two uh. seconds of like. Almost, it was almost a still image, and then they just like, all right, it ha- that's happening. It's like eh. you don't even know what it's about. Yeah, we we happy few. I don't want to extend the thing, but we happy few looks really good, and I'm down with that. Even though it mm-hmm. kind of looks like it's going to be like a survival game or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. actually uh, a little looking forward to that because I really like the developer's last game, Contrast, which uh, oh, was like the one I didn't like. Right. Early, well, it was janky. But it was janky. Like concept, they look like they have a lot more money now. Execution and the heart and soul or put polish, into that game, I, I thought was was amicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, what looks not as good as I was hoping it was going to look is Scalebound. Yeah, I ha- still haven't seen any Scalebound. There's a lot of bad demos at E3. Like a lot of the demos were just yeah. really bad. Like so, Microsoft so, consoles had 
the, I mean, Microsoft conference had bad demos. Sounds like it was yeah. no E3 2015 that I no, missed. No. no. Um, also, Ubisoft demoing Watch Dogs in their conference was pretty boring as well. Uh, yeah. It's like, this looks like a good game that I would sit down and play, but I don't want to watch anybody play. It's really boring to watch. Deus Ex looks great. Looks great. And I hope it's actually great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's it that's it and it, i it looks great and i i hope it's great because i i love sci-fi i really love mm. sci-fi so mm. i hopefully it's good so the multiplayer even looks pretty interesting which i'm not really down with the whole multiplayer tacked on thing but they look like they actually put some effort into it it actually watchdogs looks really good. had cool multiplayer mini games that like oh, they were them. tacked on but they were um fun concepts like yeah like hide and seek in a crowd full of people oh mm. yeah 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 okay yeah i mean yeah, that yeah. was like one of the smaller of the multiplayer modes but the most popular because it was the fun one yeah <laughs> it's like uh, something yeah. you would play like like make a makeup game in gta 5 or something yeah i i, I hate to say it but we do got to wrap up because i'm yeah. i'm yeah. running into a schedule obligation i have with some other friends for for Daddlefield 4 and right. uh yeah until then we will uh see see all of you lovely folks next week yep bye, bye. you know what a group of lovely folks can sometimes be called if they stick together and and pursue the same interests in the name of survival a tribe <laughs> Come to save the princess Zelda. Gonna 